So this is our life. In the night, we're night owls. Let's admit it. I can't see other video editors anymore say, I wake up at 5 a.m. Like, get out of here. <laughs> this is this is not working. <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name is Justin Odisho. And in this episode of my podcast, I'm speaking with my guest, Emilio Takas. Emilio is a YouTuber from Greece. He's got videos on his channel on Final Cut tutorials, gear reviews, lifestyle, music, and more. In this episode, we talk about his struggles on YouTube, rewarding aspects of it, uh, different cultural differences in Greece and the States, and more. So if you're a creator, I'm sure you're going to find some awesome stuff in this episode. Without further ado, let's get into it. Did I say it right? Yeah, that's correct. Emilio Takas. Uh, okay. As you can see, we got he's got a lovely Greek warm voice, so I thought he'd be perfect for the podcast. But actually, um, we met on Clubhouse, kind of. Yeah, the, the, you know, this new application that um, it became uh, with a huge hype in the early stages and now more and more people are leaving it behind, you know, they're not joining anymore. <laughs> but uh, it was a great way when it started to connect with uh, other creators and basically other people who share the same interest as us because the isolation days that we're stuck inside our houses and uh, you know we don't have the freedom that we used to have to do a lot of uh, connections if we can say as well now you know these kind of applications gave us the option to be connected and to talk about things or even just trolling as uh, you very yeah. successfully i see do in your instagram account <laughs> That's something uh, yeah. that i love <laughs> the memes yeah yeah but i agree yeah but like okay so emilio also makes videos um specifically teaching like you know how to make videos video editing i mean he does use final cut so be careful, but it's, he still teaches some good information, right? Yeah, you know, there, there are different kind of programs, yes. However, <laughs> they're both editing programs, right? Yeah, and, no, I'm just uh, I, No, no, it's okay, it's okay. You know, they, they say that Final Cut Pro is, uh, is not the application for the pros, you know. How, however, I see more and more pros nowadays that they use to work in Final Cut because of something that, uh, you know, I, I, I'm joking as well, but we don't have so much problems with Premiere, you know, <laughs> when we're working editing. Like, all the memes right now, they're saying, like, uh, Adobe Premiere works great, you know? <laughs> and then, yeah. No, That's I'm a mistake by its own phrase, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, you know, a lot of my friends use Final Cut. Um, I post the memes about, like, the video crashing and, and whatever but i don't ever really deal with crashes too much but again i am working on a very nice computer um but that's uh, a nice way to flex that's a very nice yes. way to flex you know i'm working no. with adobe premiere i don't get crashes <laughs> no i definitely you know we've all experienced our crashes and i used to work in sony vegas um but mm -hmm. yeah what you said about clubhouse is uh Clubhouse is interesting because I mean, so you're you're over there in in Greece. Which part of Greece? Athens, Athens, Greece, the capital of Greece. And uh, you know, it's funny because when for a lot of years you have adjusted your timeline, speaking with uh, friends from America, working with uh, people from America, uh, there is a slight difference that uh, eventually you're getting used to that, 
right? I remember that when we first meet it's uh, in Clubhouse, it was like 2 or 3 or 4 a.m. my time, you know, and we were playing guitar or <laughs> like craziness. Other people I know, especially in America, that they're very strict on this uh, guideline that I need to wake up at 5 a.m. Oh, yeah, there we got it. Okay, <laughs> okay, I see you. No, so, no. you know, there is this, this strict guideline that say I need to wake up at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. Me on the other side as a European and as a, a Southern European guy, you know, like I'm like, why why do you have to wake up at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m.? Like chill, you know, <laughs> everything is going to be ready on time. Don't worry. Live a little bit your life because we already saw these days our lives are very valuable and we don't pay so much you know, that, that, the attention that our lives needs. Yeah. I get a lot of people make fun of me too, because I wake up at like, I wake up late and I stay up late, but I always thought. Cheers to that. Cheers to that to begin. Cheers. You know, I, I see that you love the teal and orange look. That's why I have a teal and orange. <laughs> and also I have a red because, you know, that's something that, uh, for, for the connection, for the, the audience as well. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, uh, it's nighttime. Over, it's, so it's, it's like, what, nine o'clock over there. I know I'm just kind of getting my day started. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But, yeah, but that, that's nice. We can start I, with I, wine, even in the morning. A good oh, yeah. egg, a good egg, <laughs> egg. <laughs> but I think you touched on a really important point there that I kind of want to, you know, agree with. Maybe not, maybe just video editors are like this, but... Are creative we, we stay up late but i always felt too like there's some sort of pressure that if you don't wake up at 6 a.m that you're not going to be productive <laughs> i've done i'm i mean to me it's like you have eight you get your eight hours of sleep or whatever and then you have the remaining rest of the day to work what's exactly. the difference if you do it at 6 a.m you know justin justin there's a big difference there's a huge a huge difference probably it's a different kind of thing to wake up at 11 a.m., right? But you were drinking, you were partying, and you were, you know, and uh, being like, yeah, all night until 6 a.m. to go to sleep, right? And it's a different kind of story if uh, you are in, in front of your computer and you're working. And there is this um, motto that creatives usually use, and it's creatives and also programmers. They're the guys, you know, the hackers, they're programming that they say that it's easier to work when the city sleeps. And that's a very, very big fact. You know, even be, be, before the era with the active noise cancelling headphones, and we didn't, we didn't used to have this, right? We used to have headphones that also what we were hearing was hearing on the outside environment. So it was easier for us to not have distractions to say, okay, it's 11 p.m., 12, 12 a.m., Perfect. Let's go for three hours of full productive editing and we're going to be ready for the time that other people will work for eight hours or ten hours. So this is our life. In the night, we're night owls. Let's admit it. I can't see other video editors anymore say, I wake up at 5 a.m. Like, get out of here. This is, <laughs> this is not working. <laughs> yeah, I do think we're night owls. And also, maybe, maybe it's not because we're video editors. Maybe I also wonder because so many of my video editor friends they play guitar too and they like to do lots of similar interests and somehow they make videos and maybe we were just born night owls with certain proclivities and this is what we uh what <laughs> we me, all got into let me tell you a secret justin 
uh, I'm on YouTube for two and a half years. Okay, uh, I was blessed enough and uh, you know lucky enough to meet uh, lots of amazing and very creative persons in this and this. Uh, because I must say that the niche that we are, there is a different, there is a very special kind of niche. It's not this celebrity, Mr. Beast, uh, David Dobry kind of YouTube. It's a, a, a little bit of a different kind of niche. That first of all, we are people that you can connect with, with us. We can send messages to each other. We're not acting like prima donnas. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a it's a little bit of a different niche that there are. All of us, and I've seen that they're multi-talented. For example, when I started, uh, I was saying that, okay, I'm a musician. Uh, I, I used to sing. I'm a graphic designer. I'm a I'm a you know painting artist, and I know how to make videos. You know, edit videos. I can't say I know how to film the level that I would like to be, but I know how to edit videos. And uh, I will use that music so I can um, create my own music for my videos when I start my YouTube channel. And also I will use the knowledge that I have from marketing and graphic design so I can work on the channel as well, you know? And I was thinking to myself that there must be a lot of people that they know music, they know how to edit, they know how... <laughs> so when I joined and I saw so many people that they're top musicians, you know, like everyone is playing music, at least guitar or piano. Everyone knows how to do graphic design. All of us know how to do marketing for SEO, digital marketing for the videos, how they can invest on passive income and how, and I was like, dude, where is this talent going? You know, like this is, someone might say, hey, I want to be a YouTuber. It's a very easy thing to be a YouTuber, you know, and I'm going to get a lot of money. And then you're going to think, have you realized how much talent you see on this, especially the big channels, right? The big creators that I can, I can name some of them, but it will take me a lot of time to say all of them. But I'm sure that the audience as well right now understands how many people, let's say Farouk, Ifondo, great musician, uh, Gerald and Dan, great musician, Jonathan Morrison, Jay, great musician, the TLD, you know? Chris Howe, that you, you had on the podcast yeah. as well, great musician, like uh, Peter McKinnon, great musician. You see, like, come on, man. <laughs> really? I didn't know that. <laughs> like, yeah, P Peter McKinnon, is, uh, he started, uh, I think, as a drummer. And then uh, because his father is, um, is uh, building guitars, he was with, he's, he's a great name in Canada for uh, guitar uh, building. Building, how do you say, workshop. No. Yeah, building. Construction, building, yeah. He's a, he's a very big name there. So, musicians everywhere. And who are not musicians, they're DJs, you know? Like, <laughs> they can mix it yeah. and uh, music. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. I think, like, like, there's a difference between what you said, like, you know, at this channels like David Dobrik and whatever, who are just the biggest, biggest channels. But then there's also everyday people, like yourself and I, that are just... Um, have sort of hobbies and passions and um, exactly, found an exactly. outlet is i see i mean you so i have to ask then um how did you, what made you decide to i have a couple of questions actually so i mean because all these people that you named i believe most of them are either like they're in north america either in canada or the united states 
And you're basically in... the whole YouTube is on Canada. The whole YouTube is on Canada, but let's leave it a little bit aside this step because yeah, yeah, like eighty percent of the YouTube creators it's from Canada. <laughs> yeah, Toronto. But I mean I'm I'm not. I'm in Michigan, so I feel special. But in Greece, do you find Michigan is the the, the hottest place, right? The hottest, the warmest place. No, 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 States. very cold. Missy. <laughs> It's snowing today. It's it's April. I'm not. It's not April Fool's joke. This is April Fool's when we're recording this, but it's April first and it's snowing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But, but you have iced lakes. You can do ice skating. Yes, we do have lots of fresh water. But I wanted to ask. So, like, we have probably similar. Like, you know, from here to Toronto, I've been there. The culture's, you know, it's it's all North America, whatever. Um, don't take offense to that, but it's much different than probably in Greece so but you know all of your colleagues are us like you know American or Canadian guys and something you said earlier mm -hmm. I think is interesting how you know is life a little slower there do people like I know in some parts of Spain people take a nap or businesses close during the middle of the day <laughs> is it the similar there no I must say that here in Greece first of all people in Greece they are very hard workers and uh, the thing that we do basically is that we don't give so much uh, detail in time when you need to make stuff done. Okay. However, there is this phrase that they say that Greeks or the Southern Mediterranean people, they're, they're taking the naps, they're going and enjoying their nightlife and they're like, yeah, it's okay. We're going to get it done. It's 50% true, but it's also 50% wrong because you see that living in a small country and uh, when you don't have the the average income is low right when the average income is low the expectations as well are low so if you don't have this uh, set mark in your life that uh, for for example here in Greece our age the, the the people who are like 35 years old right it's an illusion to think that I'm gonna buy a house this is not possible. Like we, we don't have even the option for banks to get loans to get the houses after, you know, all the economic crisis that we had here in Greece. So we adjust our lives to a philosophy, not all of us, okay, but to a philosophy that can I get so that amount of money that I can live? If, if I can do that, that's okay because that's life and I need to enjoy life. At least this is my personal point of view. You know, my personal point of view is that I want to be able to live my life with no flexing, no expensive stuff, no super wow, you know, just live your life. For example, if you ask me if I had right now some money to spend, instead of buying something expensive, I would uh, try to buy moments, buy trips, buy, you know, get into an airplane, go to a different country, to a different culture, meet new people. I believe this is treasure. It's not the, the things, the, the, the car, the house, the, the clothes that you can buy. This doesn't bring happiness. And uh, to answer, to, to close the answer to your questions, I can tell you that Greeks are very hard workers. Uh, however, there are, there are people who might wake up at 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. Usually there are the people who have family. 
Like when you have also kids, and this is also for America as well, when you have kids, when you have other things that you need to take care of, you need to adjust your schedule as well. But it's not very often to see people that say, okay, I have an hour meeting in five minutes, and then I'm going to have another meeting in five minutes, and my whole uh, 12 hours of working is divided to five or 10 minutes. Yeah, this is more of a Gary V. Gary style of, you know, uh, life that I don't know how the corporates are doing that, But on the creatives, this is not so often. <laughs> you don't see that too often. Yeah. No, I think there's something that we can all take from that because it does get so much like hustle, hustle, hustle. And I do think like what you said is very important. Um, sometimes the treasure is, you know, the experiences and uh, money exactly. cannot buy you back the time. The time is the true scarce thing so you want to enjoy it especially like you said you know things can change so much like this whole lockdown situation and everything it can make you reevaluate your priorities very fast and i wanted to travel and do a bunch of stuff and it's now you kind of can't do that for a while so that's the only thing that's the only thing if you ask me right now that with the whole pandemic the thing that we're not free to do whatever we want to travel wherever I want, we want Uh, this is something that hurts me the most to to be stuck you know inside all but on the other side this is something that boosts up the creativity if you can manage that you know to stay in your house especially uh, a lot of people that i know who have youtube channels they were they were creating more content they had more ideas the only hard thing is that for me if you ask me for example It's not that easy. It's not that easy to go outside when you can go, for example, we're in a curfew five and a half months here in Greece. Like after 9 p.m. you can't go outside. And remember, I'm a night owl. So I can't go out for a walk even if it's night. So yeah, that's that's a, a crazy kind of story. Yeah. But you know, the, I mean, so a lot of people here, they like you're stuck in Greece. A lot of people here, they want to go, like a lot of times people travel to Greece. Have you noticed that? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. For sure, but you know you know how bad it is to be in Greece, for example, and because I'm in a, in a specific city that it's, it doesn't have sea, but I can be on an ocean, for example, 10 minutes by drive, driving from my home. But because it's a different city, when you have these kind of restrictions, we weren't allowed to go to the sea. So you were allowed only to be on your own city. So imagine being in Greece and not be able to enjoy yeah the things that Greece has to offer like being here and you can enjoy what you know other people as you say from all over the world they say ah, I would love to be in Greece you know <laughs> yes drake has a song called Greece <laughs> yes for sure <laughs> he doesn't have a song yeah. called Michigan <laughs> ah okay <laughs> <laughs> You but, see, flexing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but um, so, okay, but so it seems like, did you go to school for marketing, advertising, all these skills that you said you've picked up? And, and also, um, like you said, like um, with the whole, a lot of people, like it's hard to even buy a home. Even now, I mean, it's probably even the worst in Toronto and other places that the housing market is like going crazy. And even now, a lot of people are struggling to buy a home. But speaking of like monetizing YouTube, how does this fit into, you know, is this a business for you? Is this a side thing? No, it's a hobby. 
It's a hobby. It's not even a side thing. Like for me, YouTube was uh, a way for me to express uh, a need that I had inside me that I wanted to share. And this is this might uh, sound as cliche, right? But I don't know how it's going to be in the future, how it would eventually can become YouTube for me. But I started to uh create i remember when i started tutorials I, I i was in my head that i was saying i have some ideas that i see from the films and the shows that i watch and i want to share with the people what i learned and how i can do that in final cut right so this was the uh, the way that i started creating the tutorials now also because i i loved videography and photography and video editing eventually i knew that uh, it would be the uh, the area for uh, gear reviews or tech reviews. But as you can understand, because I am in Greece and um, it's not that easy also with companies to work when you are overseas, I knew that this would be something that it would be eventually only with the things that I can purchase myself. You know, it will be hard uh, doing collaborations, for example, with big brands that they're going to send you stuff. Even, for example, Sony, I'm a Sony shooter, but I can't have any loan uh, items to review here because... All the people that I know, they're from USA and Canada, so they can send you, for example, the AE1 to test it and give it back in one month. You have to go into customs, into extra charges. They're going to say, nah, I'm not interested. We're not doing that. You might receive it one month later because of the delays. <laughs> so this is more like a, a hobby that eventually, if in the future, gives me the opportunity, as I told you, to be able to leave from that, then yes, I, I, I would consider it 100% to go full-time to that. But again, as I mentioned, I'm a guy that is not, it's not his purpose, the, the money, the purpose of my life, it's not money. So I enjoy the interaction very much. I enjoy talking with people in the comments. Opportunities like this one that I met you, for example, in Clubhouse, where creators and we're having a conversation right now. We're drinking. I'm drinking my wine. You know, I have water like, right now. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. What water? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but things that uh, gives the opportunity to talk with other people to, with the same interest. This is for me the biggest reward. And of course, whenever I receive comments on my channel like uh, "You helped me so much." Uh, I didn't know that I could do that with Final Cut, for example, and I'm sure that you've, re you've received these kind of comments as well. And this is when you might, you know, have your, your mobile and you say, hmm, you see, I helped someone today. This is something very awesome, if you ask me. Yeah, I think that's a very important message for anyone who is thinking about starting a YouTube or just starting because at first it is very, uh, maybe almost impossible to, you know, make it a full business. But if you start out, just like rewarding with the rewards you get that are not monetary, like, you know, being able to have a platform to share. And uh, likewise with me, even though now I do treat it like my business, um, it's still very fun to meet people like yourself. Like, where would I ever have met, been able to connect with the <laughs> Emilio otherwise? And, you know, I also do get nice comments where someone says, wow, you helped me you know, pass my class or you helped me get a different, like get a job here with what, what I learned from your channel. And that, that genuinely does make me feel good. And, um, but yeah, I started in like 2011. So it, I, I started the same exact way you did. I just, it was something fun and 
and then I just turned it into more of a business. So I see you started in like 2016. Is that right? Yeah, no, no, no. 2016 was the first video that I uploaded, and it was the uh, video that it's not public anymore. It was the choreography of my wedding. <laughs> oh, okay. So the, yeah, the first video on YouTube was uh, the choreography of my wedding that I want to share with my friends, you know, etc., family and stuff. And that was the first video. Video, the first the tutorial and the first video officially was in 2018. August of 2018, so it's two and a half years, and I remember because the video was the best export settings for Final Cut Pro, and I remember that I was waiting for the key light to arrive, for the um, grid for the key light of the softbox, so I can have everything ready for the audio, and I'm so tracked, you know, I'm I'm watching the camera and I'm like, hey everybody, this is Emilio Takas, and today we're gonna see. <laughs> so when I when I watch the video, I was like, come on, man. Stop watching Peter Makino, like get your own side, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and that was thankfully that was only for one video, but for people, if they go to the channel, this is very funny because I'm like, what am I doing here? Why am I talking like this? You know? On this point, I have to say something to people that they're listening right now or they're watching on uh, YouTube. If you decide to start YouTube, if you decide basically to start anything in the life. You need first of all to like it, and I, I must say that this YouTube thing for people who might uh, think of it as a full-time business, it's not something easy. And I'm not saying that that this is the hardest work in the life, you know, or we're building houses and we are in the mud every day. No. However, it's a very lonely job. It's a job that uh, if you see it as uh, you know the content that you create as a job. You talk to a camera. You edit yourself. You edit yourself to speak to talk to an audience. This is kind of weird if you haven't used to that kind of stuff. Like I'm sure you know. Right now you feel me, right? A lot of times we're saying, "Are we crazy or something?" Like we're talking to a lens right now. Like there is someone out there, but <laughs> the time that you need to adjust to that and get used to that, it's very, it's very crazy. For example, even now, two and a half years later. There are times that I say I'm not gonna record any A rolls. I'm gonna go just straight to the tutorial, or I'm gonna film the hell out of B roll, and I'm gonna go to the gear review with the voice, you know, like uh, <laughs> <laughs> voiceover on the video, and forget all the A roll because yeah, I need to set up the cameras and the lighting, and I need to see how is my face. We're getting older as well, you know. It's not that easy. As <laughs> <laughs> and people need to understand that it's first of all, it's not that easy. But if you focus to the thing that you're doing something that you love, all the other things will happen. And I know that there is the feelings that you might get frustrated because right now it's oversaturating the YouTube, and it will keep being uh, oversaturating. But that doesn't mean that you don't have your opportunity because no one knows how YouTube algorithm works. But if you build a channel in a specific niche. And the algorithm eventually, sometime, decides to pick one of your videos, and all the other videos are in the same niche. You're gonna succeed. Now, that's why I told you, for example, for me, YouTube is more like a hobby kind of style because I post Final Cut tutorials, I post gear reviews, I might do a review of the iPhone 11 <laughs> because. <laughs> 
I just want to, you know. I might post some videos of short uh, uh, moments of my life. I will, my, I might do a video like I did, for example, yesterday about uh, the serial, you know, the cinematic B-roll <laughs> that we <laughs> yes. see everywhere. And yeah, yeah. So this is kind of fun, but also it's not in a specific niche, and that means that channels like mine are harder to grow on YouTube. Because you, you don't, you're not only a tutorial, for example, channel that people know that. And even with tutorials, it's going to be different if you post Final Cut tutorials and Premiere tutorials and DaVinci Resolve tutorials, you know, and photography tutorials. And you need to be very targeted. The channels that succeed on that and might, the, the, the new people who, who, who want to start on YouTube, they might say, come on, man, Peter McKinnon posts whatever he wants. Yeah, but now he has like 5 mil. So when he has a core audience of 5 million subscribers, even the 10% towards his videos is 500,000 views. So he can do whatever he wants. And people now watch the videos because of Peter, not because of the tutorial. So when you're starting, you need to be very specific on your niche to know exactly the audience that you want to get. Of course, you can change it, but you need to have a lot of patience, right? Am, am I right to that or not? No, I, I agree. Um, if you don't have a niche, you, you're just going to kind of be all over the place and you won't really be able to build up a consistent audience. And then once you do have an audience, you can try to transition it a little bit here and there. Like I've, here I am doing this podcast and I've done, I've done book review things and I've done all types of different things. Most people, they watch the premiere but if I didn't have that original audience, then nobody would even care to listen to this interview. Exactly. But, yeah. But even most people, they, even the interviews, they don't get as many listeners as the, the other things. But I, I enjoy this for other reasons because, uh, you know, you still get to connect with another creator. Me and, I mean, me and you could collaborate on a tutorial, but it's a lot more difficult. And this also allows me to get out, um, you know, other thoughts and parts of my personality that you're not going to find in a tutorial. And, you know, on the Instagram, I can post the trolls and the memes and I can't really post those on the tutorials. <laughs> you know, Justin, now you, 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 you went into something very important, a very important thing. That, and that I believe a lot of creators struggle these days. A lot of times I've said to myself, yeah, you're building an audience in Final Cut tutorials, but you want to do more. You want to create other content. You want to have other ways. And also because English is not my native language, right? It's very hard for me to do something like a vlog or something to express myself. So this kind of interaction here that doesn't have a goal, doesn't have a goal to educate someone. It doesn't have to be scripted because we don't have any script. Uh, we can make mistakes. I can make mistakes on English. I can do, uh, 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 you know, because I'm thinking, yeah. I'm trying to translate what I want to say and I'm not going to cut it in post, I'm not gonna, you know, cut and, and everything seems great. This is something that I enjoy very much. That's why also other things like a podcast or uh, just be yourself or be in another video that you're not into the program that you follow on your channel is very important when you are a creator. And creators, I believe, need to understand that Sarah Dietzi uh, has said something very important in one of her videos. She said that I do one for me and one for them. So even if the video, and this is a, a very, this is a huge advice for creators that 
even if some kind of videos don't perform very well for your channel, at least you're happy that you created them. So you make one for you, one for the audience. It's okay, guys, 50-50. I'm going to give you one. I'm going to do one for me. If you don't like it, it's okay. Don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's important, I think, to keep a balance um, because exactly you are providing a service. You know, I think people think, I'm going to start a YouTube and I'm going to show people my day and my life and everyone's going to watch Nobody me. cares. Nobody, nobody cares. cares. Yeah. I understand <laughs> that nobody cares about my day really. So I've just focused, you know, 90% just providing a service of education, free education in this specific software. And then 10% of the time I'm like, hey, look at, you know, my guitar <laughs> or whatever, um, whatever I want because... Yeah, people either want to be taught something or entertained some way or educated, make probably all all three, but unless you're living a very unique life or you have the most beautiful voice in the world, people probably want to just get what take what they can, you know, have. And that's what's <laughs> going to happen when if you treat this as a business um and, you know, so you got to balance between the hobby and the business, I think. Exactly. Now, the business side of things, it's a different a different mentality. So that's why I, I, I need to say here that it's a different kind of style when you go and you get that to a business style. Because when it's going to become a business, you need to live. You need to eat, right? So you might do sponsorships that, yeah, in other ways you wouldn't do that, but the money are good. And I'm saying sponsorship, not on, um, you know, gear reviews or say, for example, hey, this plugin is the greatest plugin of the world because I get, for example, X amount of money. But you might be in a mood that you say for this month, I don't want to make any video hey, because I don't want to make any video. So if you have to eat about it, you need to do, you know, the sponsored videos and you need to do some videos that you need to make and this makes this whole hobby thing into a job that a lot of times people won't realize how fast it can turn the YouTube into a job. Like a lot of people say, I want to live from nine to five and be a YouTuber. And if they, <laughs> I have friends that I'm talking with that they say, I have this sponsorship and this brand collaboration and I need to post this and I have this embargo until to, to, to today at 10 uh, p.m. and then I will have to go for this meeting and that meeting and then it's a lot more than a nine to five job. <laughs> like there are many more things, especially when you're trying to diverse your income and have a passive income and products and other products and teaching and tutorials and, you know, more more than nine to five yeah more and work less money for a lot of time yeah 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 at yeah, first 100 yeah 100 yeah. i'm curious in in greece so like you know the greek authors like you know plato and socrates and all these people is being in athens mm -hmm. is that something all you guys know all the greek tragedy plays and, and all that is that part of like the mainstream culture or is it or is it is, is has the internet made everything like westernized if you can say again the question okay, sorry. Like being being in athens greece <laughs> this yeah, is a confusing being in question athens, greece, nah, let's go 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 again okay okay greek culture like you guys have a mm -hmm. lot of a lot of culture that you know is even taught here in schools such as like in every mm -hmm. in every high school you read the greek plays 
and the Greek tragedies, mm -hmm. and a lot of people go visit. Ah, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. I understood. I understood. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm gonna disappoint you. Yes. Are you ready? Yes. Are you ready? Okay. A lot of kids nowadays, and a lot of Greeks don't even know ancient Greek. It used to be something that, uh, for, in my age, for example, we were uh, taught about that in school, right? We had uh, different lessons that we were uh, learning ancient Greek. We were learning about the scores, the, tra the, the tragedies to, for the theaters and, you know, the art in general of Greece. Nowadays, uh, this is something that, you know, the boomers do that. <laughs> I don't know if you can understand. Yeah. Like you see more often people like that they want to be hip hoppers and rappers, right? And that's <laughs> so the culture is a little bit of a mix of things that it's not like you see as Americans, for example, for Greece. And if you ask me, this is something that yeah, you can say that this is a, some kind of evolution, but a lot of times Greeks forgot what their history is because they forgot it because they don't learn about it and i'm impressed and i'm very honored to see people from uh, the states or other places in europe to learn about in their schools right to have the option for example to get lessons for the greek history and at the same time i feel sad that a lot of greeks they don't even care to read about that yeah I mean, so yeah, the, the culture, yeah, the culture is not, it's not that we're going, for example, and we speak ancient Greek and we have the partner <laughs> on, on the background and we're doing drama all over. Yeah, no, no, that's not, not, not even for the shows on TV. Well, yeah, and I, I have, a, I have my whole section of ancient Greek history, but you know, a lot of, a lot of even, you know, American cultures has its has roots in something from ancient Greece and a lot of words even like um come from the mythology like when they say uh you know you don't rest on your laurels or or opening Pandora's box <laughs> or all of these things I might be mixing up some of those might you know, be Roman but I don't know <laughs> you no know, listen Greek history is everywhere <laughs> Greek history first of all it's also in a lot of words for uh, medicine, mm -hmm. for uh, nostalgia in English as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's everywhere. The thing is that a lot of times you 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 can understand how big your country is if you close your eyes into your country and you wanna mimic other cultures. And this is something very important that I want to say here on the podcast. The beauty of the world is that we are different cultures in different countries, and all the different countries in the different cultures have something special to offer. And you can be friends with people from all over the world, with different cultures, and they think that you have different things to add in the conversation. This is the, the, the treasure of the human being, the societies that they are different. So I don't get people, for example, that they won't express a lot of times that they like someone and because they want to express that they like someone, they mimic their behavior or they mimic the culture. This is something that it has a lot of different aspects and you can understand right now what I'm saying. For example, I can understand people that they 
enjoy specific cultures and they want to mimic them when they don't share the same history, they don't share the same, you know, the same um, being in life, like someone who was born with all the privileges to have education, to have money, to have a house, he cannot share the same culture with someone who was born in the streets, for example. And this is something that we need to see, we need to embrace, and we need to let the people be with the other, with the friends, you know, with other people without trying to mimic yeah. the culture. And that's something, in my opinion, that not only Greece, but I see that all over the world, that they live beside the whole their own country, right? And they say, if I were there, things would be better. If I were in Europe, things would be better. If I... All the world, all the countries in the world have their own problems and they have their own, for example, even countries that they have bad economy right now, right? Uh, the people might be more free. A lot of times, especially now with the pandemic, we were saying with my wife, can you imagine right now if we were in a deserted island and the only thing that we would worry about was to have the coconuts so we can get them out of the tree or to build a nice house uh, to avoid the rain that it's going to rain tonight <laughs> if the life would be easier. And the people right now on the deserted island would say, can you imagine how nice it would be to have a house right now so we don't get and uh, have uh, fast food or eat souvlaki instead of coconuts that we're eating every day so it's very i don't know if you if people because again sorry if i'm getting misunderstood but it's not my native language no, okay? I, but i want to say if, yeah we say I the say grass that, is always greener on the other side that's that what they say exactly <laughs> no i think Thank your you. english is very exactly. good yeah um have you ever thought about doing videos in greek or is there not other youtubers uh, that do that or listen yes and no now this is a very good question when I wanted to start the YouTube channel, I was thinking, should I start in Greek or in English? As you can understand, if you start a channel in English, you have the option to get a broader audience, mm -hmm. bigger audience that they talk, you know, they speak in English. And also I might have something that would different me from other creators because of my accent, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, s some people like that. <laughs> I, but I think it's relaxing. The thing is that Thank you, thank you. But the thing is that I was saying, should I make it in Greek? Now, in Greek, of course, there are lots of, the, not only there are not enough, but you can compare the size of audience of filmmakers and videographers comparing to a broader, a worldwide audience, right? But what I, as the years passed right now, I would say that I would love to create a channel in Greek that I can express the other aspects of myself that they are hard for me to express if not my native language. For example, even swearing or <laughs> doing fun with someone, right? Even swearing is different. Like, I can't talk right now the Argo language or the swearing that they use in, in the US. I'm also, a lot of people, you know, my friends might say something and I'm like, what do you say? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> so, in your own language, it would be easier even to do... Um, uh, jokes about things and uh, be more yourself more free and also something that it would be something different than the 
Emilio who teaches Final Cut tutorials and do gear reviews, you know? Mm -hmm. I would say, you know, teach us some Greek swear words, but uh, let's leave this podcast for the... Uh, is, it, is, is it explicit? Is it, is it explicit <laughs> episode or not? I don't, I don't want to offend anyone in a culture that I don't know, so we're going to leave it to Google. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I think you brought up a lot of good points, you know, from thoughts when you're starting a channel, you know, whether it's demographic and the target and the niche and the language. I think those are all important decisions for anyone out there to consider that this stuff is important, you know, if you start in English or not. Of course. Of it course. would be fun though. I think um, it's important. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go I was ahead. just going to say, I think you could even try a video on your channel that you have right now. It wouldn't be the end of the world. Um, and maybe your English subscribers would think it's interesting and you could put captions. That would be something that, you know, I thought of doing that with my wife, uh, doing something like a vlog style, but because no one is talking, speaking English here it would be something that we would talk in greek right and have captions on the bottom but then again something stops me to that you know i, would I like it, it as an idea but <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay maybe 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 when all the things uh, i'm not gonna say be back to normal but they're gonna start being uh, returning uh, back to normal maybe this could be something that it would be interesting but of course, you know, I understand a lot of my friends, they know I have a YouTube channel, they don't care about Final Cut tutorials and they don't watch my videos, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so they would say, for example, yeah, make something so we can watch as well, do a vlog, do something. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. You know, a lot of my, your friends and your family aren't necessarily going to be your subscribers because, you know, my friends and my family don't edit videos. They just know I have a channel, this is what I do, they support me, but you know, the people that watch my videos are like, you know, someone like you in some other country. My wife, my wife and my father are my biggest fans. They don't even understand what I'm saying on the tutorials, but they're the people who are going to leave the whole video playing. <laughs> After the video plays, they are going to like. <laughs> even They're working even for the algorithm, you know? I never told them that it's the same IP, so it doesn't matter. Even for yeah. my wife, we're connected <laughs> from the same IP that I'm uploading the video. I never told her that. Or, you know, by father, a consistent IP that is always <laughs> watching the video liking. But the feeling that they say, I watched your new video. It's a great one. Oh, yeah. And if I ask, what did I say? <laughs> what do you understand about uh, how you do <laughs> flicker and glitch transitions? <laughs> yeah. I always tell them, don't click the ads. Do not click on the ads. I don't need your click. <laughs> Don't, don't click the ads because they're going to ban the, yeah, the, the ads in Sakao. Yeah. But um, no, I think, I think we've come on a lot of uh, good topics for any, any creator, any size, um, even if you're just starting or if you're trying to, you know, refresh your channel. But um, so if any, I'm going to leave all your links everywhere, but what do you want people to do that are watching to go find you on YouTube or check out a video or... Do you have a something to leave them with or even a question for them? The floor is yours. <laughs> the floor is mine. Yes. I would say that the question that I have for the audience right now, every day to think of a, of a very specific question on their lives. 
if tomorrow things were not what they are right now and they would say it dramatically how they would like to spend the day and have this as a motto in their lives for for every day to spend their days you know i'm not gonna go too dramatic like it's the last one <laughs> in earth but to remember that the moments and the years and the minutes and everything are passing by very quickly so to enjoy each second of every of every day because we already saw that we don't know what is gonna happen next morning that we're gonna <laughs> wake up if we wake up <laughs> so besides all the and i know i got a little bit dark now but besides all the tutorials the youtube side of things the passive incomes the uh, trying to make uh, videos or uh, money our lives are important and we need to give this importance to our lives and to be trying to be better persons every day yeah well it, it was too dramatic right no, greek tragedy yeah i, I, I knew it. i knew but i had to tell that i had to tell that you know I, i see a lot of times a lot of people and i understand them that say how to gain subscribers how to get 100 i would say how to be a better person every day yeah that's what matters <laughs> yeah so and also if you want to see some very blue water you could find check out emilio's instagram photos but i'm gonna leave a link to, yeah. to all of them <laughs> I'm gonna leave a link to all of Emilio's uh, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. You guys can go check him out, subscribe, check out a couple of videos. Especially if if you want some Final Cut help, I I can't give you that. So maybe you can get get some good help over there. That that's that's a good one. But Emilio, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks to everyone for thanks for having me, man. Of, thanks for having me. Of course. Um, thanks to everyone for listening, and we'll see you guys in the next episode.